0: Welcome to Limitless Love. I'm your host, Sony. I help powerful women find the love they deserve by cultivating more sensuality, playfulness, and abundance in their romantic lives. Are you a successful woman who is killing it in her career but can't seem to get it together when it comes to men and dating? You're used to being recognized at being the best at what you do. You've got a condo, maybe a shiny new car. You take fabulous girl's trips around the world, spend your weekends wine tasting and shopping. From the outside looking in, you seem to have it all, but you're missing real romantic connection. It feels like every man you meet is wrong for you. You are meeting men who are intimidated by your success, emotionally unavailable, and you have convinced yourself that it will never happen for you. Well, I've got good news for you, babe. You're dead wrong. Real, authentic love is waiting for you. You can have it all. I know this because I have been in your shoes. In this podcast, I will help you on your path to love by sharing my expert guidance, tips, and techniques. You are meant for love. You are meant to have it all. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey, my loves. Welcome to another episode of the Limitless Love Podcast. I am your host, Sony Pelty, and today on the show, I have a very special guest, Ms. Renee Bauer. Renee is an award-winning divorce attorney, published author and the founder of family law firm Bauer Law Group. Renee's insights are sought after by local, national and international media outlets podcasts, and conferences where she speaks on co-parenting, blended family dynamics, relationships, and the art of reinvention. As an accomplished litigator, she boldly educates and inspires women to reclaim their right to happiness through her online course, The D Course, and podcast, Happily Even After. Despite being a self-proclaimed introvert, Renee believes doing uncomfortable and hard things is something we all have the capacity to breathe through. Her need to share her message is greater than her fear of speaking in crowds. Stay tuned because being on the stage as a TEDx speaker is on her short-to-do list, even if she's going to have to take a lot of deep breaths for that one. Once private and reserved, Renee has stripped away the photo filters to talk candidly about the shame and guilt most women feel in their lives so they can find their own version of happy even after. Welcome to the show, Renee. I'm so excited you're here.
1: Hey, Sony, Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat today.
0: So let's get started first. Why don't you share with us your story? Like, I am so intrigued by a divorce attorney who loves to empower women, you are out of the box divorce attorney, somebody who I would feel excited to have as a lawyer, because not only do you help women with their divorce, but you even support them after. So let's get started. Like, What made you focus on self-development and helping women grow after the divorce?
1: I love that question. So, you know, after doing this for a long enough time, which has been a while, I started to notice a trend in a pattern in that the people who were able to move through their divorce seamlessly, quickly, rationally, reasonably, they were the ones who had a very different mindset than the people who were getting stuck and the people who were caught in the conflict and who were going to trial and spending a lot of time in court and a ton of money. They had a very different outlook as well. And as I started to almost like study both versions over the years to say, well, what's the difference? And it had everything to do with perspective, In mindset. Mm -hmm. And then I started to realize if I work with clients at the very beginning on their mindset, that's going to help them get through their process in a, a much different way. So they're maybe even excited about the next chapter and using that really as an opportunity that, yes, this thing happened to them. And yes, it's hard but it's not the end and it's really just this opportunity to kind of move forward and truly be happy because if we're being honest, most people who are going through the divorce process, they'll say like, well, my marriage was just good enough if they didn't want the divorce mm-hmm. and I'll would have, li- I'll live this way forever and I don't want it. And when they come out the other side and actually step into their independence and their power, and they're actually really, really happy, like I hear from them and they say, I never even realized how unhappy I was until I was able to, or I was was forced to um, thrust into this new life that is really so happy. And so I saw that that potential of someone going through the process and, and really looked at every divorce as a holistic rather than just the law and the legal and the Mm -hmm. agreement because your success out the other end has absolutely nothing to do with how much alimony you get whether you get your child back on a Sunday night or Monday morning what you get for support it has nothing to do with that and people get so caught up in the weeds of those little things and they're missing the big picture so that's what motivated
0: me to share this message and do this work. Yes. I just love that. I wish I had you in my life and I was going through my divorce several years back because when I got out of it, I was just so lost. I didn't know how to handle a lot of aspects and just, you know, obviously I had a cookie cutter divorce attorney who was like, okay, done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is how most of them are. Yes. Yes. So I just love it. How you approach the whole divorce process and the, even after the divorce. So something that you said, right. That I want to talk about, you said, why do you feel that women stay in the marriage? That is just good. Oh, enough? Like yeah. why, what's the fear? What's, what stops them from stepping out?
1: Oh, it's so many things. And I love this topic so much because it is my, also my personal story, because when I got divorced, I had a marriage that was just good enough. Mm -hmm. And if you looked at it from the outside, you would say, well, what's wrong with her? They have a nice house. They go on vacations. Her husband's a good guy. Like, why is that not enough? And for the longest time I sat with shame and guilt because I said the same thing to myself, why can't I be happy with just this? Like this Mm -hmm. being just good enough right when the reality of just good enough isn't isn't good enough that's not joy that's not happy that's not you know waking up every day and really being excited about your partner and your future and I think people get get stuck in the overwhelm I think they get stuck in the how am I going to survive on my own what are people going to think. So often we listen to all of the external chatter around us Mm -hmm. and people who might have our best interest at heart, but really don't know what's going on inside or under our roof. So we listen to them and we give more weight to them than what we actually want. And there's the guilt and the shame and this thought that divorce is horrible for your kids and your kids are going to be ruined. And that's not the case at all. And, you know, teaching your kids and showing them what a healthy relationship looks like is a far greater gift than keeping them in something that's toxic or where they're witnessing fighting or maybe even just witnessing a lack of love and intimacy you know, those are all gifts that we teach our kids by being uh, around healthy uh, adults, uh, adults who can be in healthy and show up in a healthy relationship. So there's so many things that keep people stuck. And I think so much of it has to do with they're worried about everything else. They're worried about, all of the external stuff and paying their bills and who's going to take care of the lawn and who's going to shovel yes. and, and you know what am i going to do with all my time and i'll always be alone and those are the things that are really keeping us from stepping into like the really the happiest version of our life that we we should have like we have one life to live it goes by fast and we should be really doing everything we can to live it and do those big bold scary things that terrify us if it means that we're going to come out the other end and just be so fulfilled and so joyful and i'm not saying everyone needs a divorce i'm not at all that person um, like yes. um you know if, if there's trouble you go to marriage counseling and do that but you know the people who i'm talking to and the ones who know it know it they're like oh you know i they'll be like um she's telling my story you're staying in something that really just is it's not happy. and when when I ask the question of someone who always says, "How do I know?" I say, well, imagine your kids are all grown, the last one just left off for, off to college. Now do you look at your partner and like, what do you feel? Are you excited to say, what are we going to do now? Are we going to travel? Like what bucket list items are we going to do together? Mm-hmm. or is it this complete dread of like, oh, it's just us now like now what? You yes. know and that often kind of tells you
0: where your heart is too. Absolutely. Yes to everything that you just touched upon. Yes, yes, yes. Because I feel like my kids would have never experienced what beautiful life is all about. What a stress-free household, not that any household can ever be stress-free, but what it is to live without that argument, that fighting going on and, you know, just that unhappiness because, even if we hide our relationship with our kids, our energy reaches them, you know? We cannot hide that. So yes, everything that you said is so perfect. So that leads me to another question. So, you know, women find it hard, even like after a year or two of being divorced, And especially when they were in love with their partner and the divorce was like a shock to them, or maybe there was infidelity involved and they never expected themselves to be where they are today. And even after a year or two being divorced, they may feel like they are ready to go out and date, but something is still stopping them. Something either they're not trusting of themselves or they feel like they're going to find themselves again in a similar situation. So what are your thoughts on that and how would you guide those women?
1: Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, this is your expertise too. Yes,
0: I know. (laughs) But you know what, Renee? When they hear from me, when my girls hear from me, they're, you know, they're like, okay, she's saying that, I understand. But coming from another person, I feel it's more powerful sometimes. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: So the time between when your divorce is complete and when you decide you're ready to put yourselves out there again is such a powerful time in your life. And as scary as it is, and as like terrifying as the thought of doing things by yourself or being alone is, this is where so much growth happens and where you start to truly tap into what your non-negotiables are. You learn to trust your gut and you learn to really become comfortable mm-hmm. with speaking your mind and putting yourself out there in a really authentic way so that you're not fitting into someone else's mold. And you know, I, I use my own example as I I did what I'm telling you not to do is after my divorce, I jumped into another relationship. It lasted yeah. a couple years and it crashed and burned, like mm-hmm. most do when you jump too quickly. Right. Um, but I was trying to band-aid my feelings. And I was trying to fill the void when I didn't have my son and I was, I ended up fitting myself into this person's mold of what they were looking for, which was totally not going to work in the long run. Mm -hmm. But the second time around when I eventually, um, when there was space between that and then when I met my husband, I was so sure of who I was and what I needed in a relationship and was so clear on here's, here's what I bring to the relationship. Here's, you know, I'm conflict adverse and I know this about myself and mm-hmm. here are the things that I have to be aware of, but here are the things I absolutely know I need in a partner and I want. And when we went out on her, our first date, he kind of jokes that like, I almost pulled out a checklist. I'm like, <laughs> are you this? Are you that? Are you that? But I was so clear that this was what I was looking for, that I was able to communicate that and put that out there. And so I had dated some other people and those were one date, two dates and they they didn't work because I was so clear on what I, what I was looking for that when the right person showed up, I was able to really show, he was able to meet me where I was. And that was where we became the perfect match because yes. no one was fitting into somebody else's picture. We were both just showing up exactly who we were. So to answer your question, You give yourself the space, you do all of the things that Mm -hmm. really let you tap into who you are and do the journaling, do the meditating, do date yourself, go on a vacation by yourself. Like that is something that's so powerful. And just like I went away for a weekend to this spa retreat, and I remember the dining room had like a table that you could sit with everyone else. And I chose not to, I'm like, because I don't want to fill it with noise. Like I want to really sit by myself and be with myself and have dinner by myself and, you know, spend that time. And you learn so much about yourself when you do that. And it is Mm -hmm. so powerful. And then you are able to trust yourself. And when you trust yourself, you can start to put yourself out there to trust other people.
0: Yes, yes. So I have this thing that I call a soulmate manifestation map. And that's what I tell women. The first thing is clarity. Hmm. And I love it how you said that you went with a checklist on your on your date, like ask for what your husband says. But (laughs) it's important to know what you really want, and then date from that space and not worry about if men fall off, you know? Yeah. Because to me, I even talk about, when you talk about checklist, I feel like it shouldn't be like a physical checklist of the no, physical yeah. qualities, but <laughs> how you want to feel in a relationship, yes. what are your boundaries, what are your yeses, and what are your nos, when you're clear on that, then it just becomes so easy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I am very happy ladies. I hope you're taking note that I'm not the only person who says that. So (laughs) that's awesome. So we are in February now and I find like a lot with my clients and the women I work with, they find the month of February, very hard, very distressing. And they feel like they just feel lost. They feel like lonely, more lonely than ever before. Even the the girls who have been on this journey of personal development, somehow this month just kind of brings the energy down So what I have been doing is I've been talking a lot about self-love, falling in love with yourself, because that's what the crux is, right? So I'm pretty sure there are women out there who this is probably their first Valentine's after they got divorced, or maybe they are in the process of getting divorced. So how do you walk your clients through this tough month?
1: Yeah, and this comes up over and over again for Valentine's Day and anniversary dates. Yeah, You see this too, the at first anniversary after your divorce. For Valentine's Day, like, my feeling is this is a stupid holiday. Like, <laughs> I <am with> you. <laughs> cards are like $8 now, roses are like stupid expensive, like, this exactly. is a really dumb holiday you know i have a match now and we don't do valentine's day like it's a hard no for us because it's stupid yes. and um you know it's always like let's celebrate on a random day like let's, you know, I buy flowers for myself because I want them at times. Sometimes he sends them, but it doesn't have to be because someone said, this is a holiday that you have to celebrate. So right. I think the first thing is, is just kind of turn down the noise on what this holiday is supposed to be. It's a made up one. It's commercial. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's not, it, it doesn't have, that day doesn't have to have any more meaning to it than February 7th. So that's my first thought. But the second one is around that time, if that's going to feel sticky to you and if it's going to bring up memories, plan some things for yourself right around those days that is really for you. And I, you know, I talk a lot about self-care doesn't necessarily mean pampering, but in this mm-hmm. case, pamper, schedule the massage, get the your nails done, get your facial, go get your hair cut and do something fun with it, buy some new clothes, like whatever it is to really just do something just for you. And and that's a very like surface thing that you do that you make that appointment and you spend that time just taking care of yourself is your your Valentine's Day gift to yourself. And I think we all need that, but I think it's so common that especially moms will get into the habit of taking care of other people and their kids and they don't have time for this and there's too much to do and there's laundry to fold. Like carve out a day. Take your day off. Take a personal day off and make these appointments and spend that day at the end of that day, you will be so refreshed and so recharged that you will show up as a better parent, as a better friend, as a better coworker. I mean, we all need that time. And we always, I think, are reluctant to take that and this is a great opportunity to say okay I'm going to celebrate myself
0: yes feel like schedule self love time in your calendar like we schedule everything right kids activities our business appointments our whatever it is that we do that's so important but we fail to schedule self love self care in the calendar, I just make time for that.
1: Yeah, I map out the month I have I have my my massage goes in one day and my working out goes in like it is scheduled into my days. And it doesn't matter if I have a partner or not. Those are things that I'm doing to recharge myself. I'm not depending on anyone else to do that. It is my responsibility because I show up in a much better way when I'm feeling really good.
0: Yes, I love my personal space and my time. <laughs> Me too, <laughs> but I'm an introvert, so. <laughs> then my husband knows it too now. That yep. he can feel it. He's like, he's like, babe, I think you need some time for yourself now.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. And you know what, like that, even when you're in a relationship, I think that that time is so important that you really are able to have that time and be individuals. And, you know, I'm the same way. Like I, I he goes in golfs and I love him to death and he goes in golfs for a weekend. And I love that weekend because it is so quiet. And usually my son's with his dad the way it gets planned. Cause our kids are on the same schedule yeah. and it's such a quiet weekend just to be with me oh. and like I love that me time. <laughs> yeah. So like that's in that, you know, if you're separated, divorced, and you you have your weekends or every other weekend, like that's a really, really great time to start to build that into your life again after probably years of not having that time. Like now's the opportunity to do that.
0: Yeah, yes, absolutely. Thank you for touching on that and giving me your opinion and sharing with everybody too. So, you know, I love that you talk about the art of reinvention. And I feel like I reinvented myself much later in my life. Mm -hmm. And I have women who come to me and they are 35, 36, and they feel that it's very hard for them to restart. Oh, I have spent all my life with this person. I don't know if I can start over again. And I always tell them that it's not starting over. You're starting with an experience. And I feel you talk about it. You talk about it in a similar way. Why don't you share with us what the art of reinvention means for you? How, in your perspective, what is that?
1: You know, I think that we are reinventing ourselves over and over again. I think Mm -hmm. we're supposed to be reinventing ourselves. I think that every phase in our life is a reinvention, whether you're married, divorced, what single, whatever it is, no matter where you are, you have phases that you reinvent yourself. And, you know, I, I feel like my thirties were, was one period of time where mm. I was reinventing myself in a different way. And then I came, went into my forties and that world just like blew open and I'm going through the process of reinventing myself right now right. and I am ma- married. So it doesn't matter what your relationship status is. But when you're divorced, that really creates a container and space for you to intentionally do that. I think so often that reinvention happens kind of by accident and we sort of find ourselves, but this is a time to really reinvent yourselves in in a way that you may not have had time for before. And and when I say reinvent, it's not necessarily just getting a haircut and looking different. It's about really finding out who you are, What did you love to do that you somehow didn't have time for? Like, what dreams did you have? Did you always want to write a book? A lot of people say that and they never had time for it and they never just they never sat down to do it. Like now's the time that you can do that. You can sit there and just start doing something that you always had a glimmer of wanting to do and just couldn't find the space for it. You know, you can change your, your jobs. I mean, that's a big one. I'm seeing a lot of women who are in their later thirties, early forties saying, you know what, I have gone through my life doing this thing and now I'm pivoting and I'm going to do this other thing. Yeah. And they, they bust their butts doing it and they hustle. And all of a sudden they make it out the other end. And they're like, yeah, like I did this thing and I reinvented myself. I'm not in a box just because I have a teaching degree. Like, and I know someone who, who was a teacher and completely reinvented themselves and now runs like a major uh, business that she started that just exploded. So, you know, there are so many ways that you can do that. And it's just, yeah, I say, start with just the journaling. Mm -hmm. Start with what is it that brings you joy? What is it that you like to spend your time doing? And then how do you want to, like, what is in a year from now, what does a day in the life look like? What do you want that ideal life to look like? And just write one day. And then now you reverse engineer, engineer that, like, how do you put that all into effect? and start making a plans and start taking baby steps to actually make that your new reality, because there is, you know, any dream is possible. Um, yes. it, any, it doesn't need, doesn't require money. It doesn't require privilege. It doesn't require anything. If you can dream it, you can visualize it, you believe it, then it can absolutely come into your reality. And I believe so strongly about that.
0: Yes, yes. So, so true. When our beliefs and our dreams are bigger than our doubts, Mm -hmm. anything is possible, right? We just have to have faith and believe in them. So, yeah, because for me too, if I hadn't gotten divorced and gone on my journey to finding myself and falling in love with myself, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't have gotten inspired to become a coach and help out other women. Find themselves and fall in love with themselves, I wouldn't be here today. I never ever imagined that I would have a podcast and make yeah. a difference in women's lives. So, yes, I just, I love what you said that it's reverse engineering, pretty much just, you know, starting slow and mm-hmm. then just working your way through it. Right.
1: Yeah. And seeing the opportunity and like really believing that the life that you think that is only a dream or a figment of your imagination mm-hmm. can be your actual life. And Sony, I have the same experience. Like, had I not gone through, I've gone through two divorces. Had I not gone through those, I would not be doing the work that I'm doing now in the same way that I'm doing it. Like I had been a divorce lawyer, but, um, I did the same thing, the podcast and now speaking and writing and all of these other things. And, and had I not had the bumps and the bruises and the pain along the way, like that was the learning experience yes. in life. Life is messy. Like life is a messy ride and there's highs, there's lows. And we just have to recognize when we're in a low, like there's going to be many more equally high times that we come we come out of so what are you going to take from those experiences and how are you going to use that to show up in a in a stronger way a more empowered way our life is meant to not be just the status quo and stagnant across you know across the whole stretch that would be boring right and wow. so <laughs> those highs and that joy that like you're living now and i'm living now would never have come if i didn't have that equally as emotional low
0: Right. And also not giving up, right? Like when we encounter bumps in the road or face obstacles, persevering, not giving up. That's very important too, because there's so many women just giving up so soon. And I laugh and I always share my story. I tell everybody like, I went on approximately like 300 first dates and (laughs) hadn't given up. Yeah. I wouldn't have been married to this amazing man that I'm married to today. It's like, gosh, what would have my life been like, you know, I may have found somebody else, but you know, like I love him to death and he supports me so much. So it's like, had I given up sooner, my life would have been totally different today.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And, you know, anyone who succeeds in anything that they do, the saying is that they just kept failing forward and they just failed a few more times in the person who quit mm-hmm. because there's no one, no one just has this perfect life. No one has a perfect existence without heartache, without the troubles, without, you know, and if someone's saying, well, you know, that's my life, I would almost kind of challenge them. Is there really joy there? Is there the happiness or are you just kind of trudging along on what's kind of good enough? Right. Um, You know, and I just think like, I just so strongly believe that our life can be amazing. Like we can have these beautiful, incredible experiences if we're open to it and if we allow it and having like that experience is very different than just kind of having that experience of, well, it's fine. Like it's fine is not fine. That is not living.
0: (laughs) Yes, it needs to be extraordinary. Excellent.
1: Yes, yes. And we have yes. like I, I drive my husband crazy, but I always say I'm like, we have the power to make every single day an awesome day. And yes. if at the end of the day, we're like, oh, that was a crappy day. That was our choice. Yes. And we allowed something to bring us down that rabbit hole of more negativity. And, uh, had we just brushed that thing off or, or recognized it and chose the next few thoughts that were really good, then we would have created that day. And so, you know, it's uh, every experience that we create is the result of what we're thinking and what we're believing. So, yes. Yes. you know, like ladies, Believe it, it's out there. Like just fine is not is not good enough. There's so much more than just fine out there.
0: Yes, our thoughts create our reality. I'm big yes. on that. <laughs> me, me
1: too, me too. Yes,
0: <laughs> so good. I'm loving our conversation so much, Renee. There was something else that I read on one of the posts on Instagram and I was really intrigued by it. Uh-oh. And I would <laughs> love for you to touch on that. Toxic positivity. Mm, We don't see those two things in the same, like, you know, in the same words in the same sentence said in the same breath. So tell us more about that.
1: Yeah. So that's, you know, that's the platitudes. That's the, someone says to you, um, you know, it will be just, it will be fine. Like, um, you know, don't, don't worry about it. Um, you'll you'll get through this there's plenty of fish in the sea and and just that thought of like kind of meaningless phrases that you hear and they're trite and people will say that to you and and then in the hopes of like okay like if you say that to someone then they're going to feel better immediately and mm-hmm. you know like listen divorce sucks going through a breakup sucks mm-hmm. like there's no like that's the straight up <laughs> truth of it mm-hmm. and you You can't, you know, and I kind of use my own experience of jumping into something new so quickly, and there were strong emotions and feelings and all of that, because that was toxic, because it wasn't a healthy way of grieving, rather than going through the emotions and the grief and allowing yourself to feel all of those things. It's okay to feel pretty crappy about your divorce like that's normal yeah. so you don't have to always put on a happy face you don't have to pretend all is well in the world you're allowed to feel all of the things mm-hmm. to a point and then at mm-hmm. some point Once you've been doing that for a while, it should get easier. And if it doesn't, you have to make the conscious effort to say, okay, enough is enough. I'm going to climb out of this by doing, taking action, by signing up for the yoga class, by Mm -hmm. uh, meeting friends out, joining a book club or whatever it is, steps that start to set you on the right path. But it's okay to feel like all of the things about a breakup and it's natural. And just because someone says, oh, there's plenty of fish in the sea. Don't worry about it. Doesn't make you feel better.
0: Yes. Yes. So I talk about like an emotional cycle. It's important to complete that emotional cycle, right. And go through that tunnel because when you're, fe- it's so important to feel the not so good emotions, feel the heartbreak. If you are in a sucky relationship, whatever it is, right. To feel everything because you have to go through the process to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Absolutely. It's it's so important because as women, I think just even men too, feel we are always told to push or don't cry or push all your negative feelings away. And we never process that. So I love how you talk about the toxic positivity. I had never seen it put that way. So I wanted (laughs) you to share that because I absolutely loved it. I'm like, ooh, I talk about (laughs) it too, but I love the way she presents it. Renee, this is so beautiful having you here and such an amazing conversation before we go can you tell people where they can find you because I just love how you empower women and not just focus on the divorce so tell us where everybody can find you and connect yeah
1: absolutely like I don't spend a lot of time talking about the actual divorce I really focus on the person because that's what that's what gets you out, out of that divorce, yes. and into that best life. So Instagram is my favorite place to hang out. And that's where you can connect with all of my stuff I have going on. I have a private Facebook group just for women going through a divorce or who've come out of it. So my Instagram handle is at Ms. Renee Bauer. And from there you can connect to everything else.
0: Yes. And I will connect, put all your information in the show notes. So everybody can find you. I love your group. I love the conversations you have with women there. So yes, ladies follow Renee. She's absolutely amazing. And Renee, it was such a pleasure having you on the show. And I'm sure I will have you over again and we'll have amazing other topics to talk about too.
1: Absolutely. I absolutely love being here. Thank you so much, Sony.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in. If you have loved this episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you really love this episode, I'd love if you beauties can leave me a review. For more love and dating advice, join my private Facebook community, Limitless Love. And for daily inspiration and fun, Come hang out with me on Instagram at Sony Pelti. Until next time.